Welcome into Mozzie and the Muscle. I am the Muscle, joined by the keenest co-host around, Mozzie. I'm keen. Yep. I got, sharp. Nice, I got a nice alliteration <laughs> in there. How's it going, man? I am doing great. It's yeah, it's pretty nice here, which means my allergies are acting up, but you know. <laughs> I looked out the window, I'm like, yeah, it's nice. It's one of those days, like work from home days, where you just, like, you actually don't go outside until, like, you have to for some, like, necessity <laughs> are your allergies more aggravated by like nice days than rainy ones or yes. is it just both and you're just sad all the time nice days like i'm one of those people who likes it when it stays like <clears throat> 20 degrees for like two weeks straight so that like everything dies <laughs> which sounds sad to say i like when everything dies but you know yeah i also like halloween but well, Halloween is great. Spooky. I'm a, I'm a rainy day guy. When it rains, that's when my my allergies kick up. I don't know why. Hmm. I'm, I'm You're allergic backwards. to rain. Maybe. So Maybe. don't go to strip clubs. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not. <laughs> don't have to worry about that. <laughs> I'm like the most awkward person in a strip club. I'm like, I don't really want to look. Yeah, I just, I've like... been to one once, and it was like <laughs> not my type of thing. I was like, where's the food at? Yeah, I just, <laughs> I felt, yeah, I just felt awkward the whole time. I don't think the what they serve food, because like I've heard that there's ones that are like, like cute, like in Atlanta, the one that like Lou Williams was at. There's like chicken wings named after him, and apparently they're really good right. chicken wings. I'm like, I've never been to a strip club like that. Which, in my in my head, I'm like, I don't know if I want those two things like combined. Like, if I were to be like, you know, I want to see some titties. I wouldn't be like, I also want some chicken wings and saucy I also hands. want some chicken right like, now. I mean, maybe if they're that good. I mean, you also have to remember they were named after him. Yeah. Like, if someone came up to me and was like, yo, I got these beautiful wings named after you. Like, do you want to be like, yeah. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> like, I wouldn't turn it down. Right. So, but... Anyway, speaking of uh, <laughs> things that get turned down, Leonard Fournette has been cut by the Jaguars. <laughs> um, before we get Sports to the NFL, transition, yep. <laughs> I got to be like the basketball announcers, dude. They, like, before they like get those segues. So before we before we get into the NFC, I guess we can kind of Jaguars revision on it. Um, oh man, this team might go winless. Like Leonard, like Leonard Fournette doesn't move the total for me really, but like the the move kind of signals that they're they're like they don't give a fuck. Yeah, or that they aren't really trying to win. No, Which, I mean I feel like as a team you would just be kind of like demoralized if they just kept getting rid of all your best players. Like, what what's my incentive to play well? Actually, yeah, like. Minshew is probably the one, like, luckily they have some young guys like Minshew, Chark, Chenault that still care. Like, they sure. care. And they those care. are kind of the only fantasy interest I have. I mean, I guess the running backs are going to be cheap, but, like, that that's kind of the main thing from this is how do the running backs pan out. Like, Rykel Armstead is, like, slated to be the backup. Um, I know people like Divine Zigbo, who's also there. Um, and you have Thompson, right? He's yeah, sort Chris of the, Thompson is Jay yeah. Gruden's guy who, yeah. I, mm. I, I think if you're in a PPR league, Chris Thompson makes sense, and taking a shot on like Ryquell, kind of like mid late, and then Divine like late late would make sense. Late late. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. There's there's a lot not to like about the team. <laughs> no, yeah, like don't feel don't feel like you like have to get one of these guys because like it's gonna be a bad team. 
if anything, like getting Chris, like Chris Thompson, and like being like, I get you know some weeks of this great PPR guy, and then just kind of like taking that for what it is and being done with the Jags in general wouldn't be like terrible, right? Uh, do you do you think Doug Marone makes it through this season? I don't know. Like, I didn't think he was going to make it back this season originally. I didn't either. And so, like, it's tough as a coach when you're given this team and they're like, "Hey, win some games," and you're like. Uh, I, I, I would try. Like, <laughs> yeah, do our best. Yeah, like, the, I think they, honestly, here's where my brain just now went. They probably were, like, contemplating getting rid of him. They're like, you know, we don't like any of the options enough, and also we're going to change it all up anyway in a year when we tank for Trevor. So they're, they're probably just going to clean house after this year, I'm going to guess. That makes the most sense. Like, get rid I mean, they of might have Aaron a Coughlin. sort of Dolphins thing where they're like, well, we're not really playing for anything, so maybe they go out and they they do win a few games, but ultimately they're probably going to be one of the worst teams in the league with a high draft pick, right? Yeah, like, odds on favorite for the number one pick for sure. But um, I, I said, oh. <laughs> I, the, the, <laughs> there it is. Yeah, the, the, one, the one win I gave them almost feels generous now. But so um, onwards to the uh, NFC. We'll start with the NFC North here. Um, let's kick it off with the uh, Packers and uh, Petty Rogers. How are you feeling about the Packers this year? It's kind of hard to feel great about him, right? It kind of feels like it's Rogers last year. Like he's starting to express like dissent with the team and the coaching and GM not really giving him weapons or a wide receiver. It's like they still have Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones, um, which are great. But as we know, Injuries happen. This is a year you need depth. You can't just have one good wide receiver on your mm. team. So, I mean, they're kind of just stuck in limbo. They'll probably win at least nine games, no more than 10 or 11. And if anyone gets injured, they're not going to be good offensively. Like, <laughs> they're, like, they haven't really moved much. Their draft... Oh. The draft was so atrocious for a team that needed wide receiver this in the best wide receiver draft. At least like okay, like in the middle of one. Just one. Oh my god. I feel so bad for him, man. For Aaron Rodgers. I feel bad for him. Yeah. Why, no, why can't you give him someone else to throw to? They got Devin Funches. Great. He opted out or <laughs> or whatever, right? He's yeah. he's not playing Al, this Alan Lazar is the projected number two, and then they got Sternberger. But like, hopefully they throw to Aaron Jones a bunch because like that <laughs> he was good with that, and they should do that. Like, that's my only guess. I mean, that's pretty much it. Yeah, and like apparently Jordan Love has not looked great. Nope. That yeah, I've heard the same. He's uh, struggling right now. But, you know, I, when Aaron Rodgers got drafted, I think people were saying he was struggling at the beginning. I don't actually know if that's true, but it sounds right. I don't know. But... When he came on the team, they weren't like, oh, this guy's, like, amazing. Yeah, I'm trying to, like, how many, how many years was he there before Brett Favre, like, retired? Was it three years? I think it was three years. Yeah, because he kept going back and forth. But, but Rodgers ain't going to be there for three more years. I can tell you that much. They're not at this rate. <laughs> But, no, I realized yesterday I was like, you know, whose name I've not even, like, uttered this whole offseason? It's Aaron Jones. I maybe have said his name once and, like, read it <laughs> twice at most. Like, no one, like, I don't think anyone is, like, talking about Aaron Jones much. The, like, 
the main thing is people are like, oh man, it's touchdowns or grass. That's the only thing I've heard like mentioned once or twice. But like, he, the AJ Dillon pick is like getting people real flaccid on Aaron Jones. But mm-hmm. I don't know if it's like an Aaron Jones knock or a Jamal Williams knock or a Packers incompetence lock. Like, I'm not sure what you know vein it's in, but I don't think we need to like hate Aaron Jones this year because of it. I've had a theory that one of the reasons they took Dylan might have been so that they could use both of them at the same time, whereas Dylan really? is a uh, pass like pass protector because he's six feet tall. Yeah, he's like <laughs> almost he's like he's kind of like an inline tight end in a way. Right, or so like, like they could keep him the back there to protect, him. you know, protect Rogers as he dumps it off to Aaron Jones to the other side. Like honestly, they should run two back sets because like. That's that makes sense, <laughs> right? So I I don't know how much fantasy impact Dylan is gonna have. It's either gonna be a lot or not very much at all. Yeah, I'll definitely I'm, have like a Marion Barber game or two where he gets like two <laughs> touchdowns and forty yards, but off three carries. <laughs> oh man, but so oh yeah, record wise, I think you've got around ten and six. I've got nine and seven. Which, right. I don't think will be enough to make the well. Okay, the winner of this division will make the playoffs. I don't think anyone else from this division makes the playoffs besides whoever wins. Right, right, and ten and six is kind of the ceiling, I think, for the division yeah. as a whole. Because ultimately, most of the teams in this division kind of got a little bit worse. Yeah, it definitely took a, like all of them took a step back in some sense. So, and like no one got better. Right. <laughs> so. Um, next up, we've got the Vikings, who we both have at 9-7 and seven right now. They did add Yannick Ngakwe recently. That's like the new addition. Um, right. So they've got a nice group up front, and I see it's kind of one of the things you have in here. Um, what's your What's your Vikings take this year? Because you've got them about equal with the Packers. How do you How do you see them um, going through? Um, well, I originally had them worse because their secondary is not good. Uh I had them, I think, at seven and nine. Then they got Yannick, and I just kind of thought that their pass rush up front, what they've got there on the defense uh, with Daniel Hunter, Yannick Ngakwe, you know, Salve Anthony Barr, Kendricks, and Harrison Smith safety. Like, they still are going to be great up front and in the box, but their secondary is still pretty bad. But adding Yannick, they'll be able to get more pressure, of course, on the other team's quarterback, which helps the secondary out a lot. I, I mean, I think they're kind of a pass funnel, man. I think teams that can throw are going to throw well on them, which isn't great when you're in a division with Stafford and Rodgers. Yeah, no, I, um, I agree. And, like, it makes me feel like – it's because in this, you don't want to be a pass funnel in this league. <laughs> right. Like, like if you most choose teams to pass be funnel. one of them, you don't want to be a pass funnel. Yeah, especially right now because, <laughs> like, there are, there's a fair amount of good quarterback play in the league right now. So – I, I think that's a kind of a bad way to say review, but it's like it's not like they try like their their secondary play like very recently fell off. Mm-hmm. So I assume they're like because wait who did they draft? Did they draft anyone for the secondary? Who did the Vikings draft? Did they get um? I oh, thought they Gladney. did get that's right. They got Gladney added to the first. Yeah. So they do they did recognize hey it was not good. Um, I mean, their entire their starting secondary is gone. They lost Trey Waynes and Xavier Rhodes. Who like Xavier Rhodes wasn't good last year. No, he he was bad. Like he was actually bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they, they took Cam Dantzler in the third as well, cornerback. So they're actively trying to quickly rebuild the uh, secondary. 
Right, which is good. I just think that, you know, they're good, but still they have holes, and that hole is yeah. a secondary, and that's not good. <laughs> yeah, so they they had a ton of picks. They took, like, five picks for the secondary. Isn't that nuts? I'm yeah. glad. They glad had... Me. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad me. Yeah, they see. They had four in the top 100, including six in the first two days, or reverse like that. And so they had 12 total picks. They had a lot of picks, so... It, but, yeah, it looks like their uh, O line is solid too. Uh, Cleveland is—he's uh, not even a starter, and he was a pretty highly touted prospect. He's, yeah. Well, I mean, he's the left tackle, and he's behind Riley Reeb, so that makes sense. But yeah, so the little depth of line's pretty solid. Yeah, my. So, wh- what do you think of this team fantasy wise? So, Dalvin Cook, there's obviously like the holdout worry, but you know he's he's really good as long as he's in there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's you know, so Justin Jefferson worry of like when's he getting on the field. Because um, there's been kind of reports that all of BC Johnson is running with the ones instead of Jefferson. Um, I just I wrote Thielen here, like so Packers. I just wrote Adams, and obviously then that year I just wrote Thielen because I like those two are gonna like those two should be the league leaders in targets. I, I'm like thinking I'm like yeah probably up there yeah. Like, I um I don't know I mean like it's like Julio like some of the typical guys like Michael Thomas but like these these two will be like. This is like almost a bold prediction, but like I'm pretty sure these two will be top five in the league in targets. I think that Justin Jefferson is going to be electric by like week twelve or fourteen. <laughs> it's just it's gonna take like, a while. Yeah. Um, I think he's a great late round stash that you just keep on your team, and if you get in the playoffs and he starts getting hot, then you've just got like a ringer, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. Because I Justin Jefferson was one of my I think top two or three favorite draft receivers from this past draft. I didn't love that he went to the Vikings because now it's kind of like they have Thielen and Keenan Allen basically <laughs> as their receivers. <laughs> yeah, it's like there's a lot of similarity between what they do well. Right. Um, but with that being said, like he's. Like he's super good. He yeah, super I think good. I think Kirk Cousins is the quarterback to have those two guys with, though. Sure. If that's what you're like married to, which they are. So. <laughs> um. Yeah, and then of course there's Mike Zimmer, who's definitely like an old school like kind of dude who believes a little bit in earning your place on the team and is most likely not going to start a rookie that early. Um, which just seems like a report. So, yeah, I think it takes a little bit of time for Jefferson to kick off. So, like, Thielen definitely. But I think Jefferson does reach ultra fantasy relevant at some point in the season. Just I, might take a little bit. Yeah, I, I can definitely see that happening a la, you know, like A.J. Brown style. But, like, in that vein of, like, all the rookies that came on late last year. Mm-hmm. 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 So, and then, obviously, Devin Cook, he is really good. Obviously, the, the main risk is kind of the holdout thing. I, what's their cap room anyway? Vikings cap room. Not ideal. Um, this it says thirteen mil. Let me look. Why can't? Why, why won't it just take me to like the the good sites for this? It's gonna go over the cap. <laughs> like does I start- them? I was gonna say like does them losing their offensive coordinator who is super cook heavy like affect your um so who's who's the oc now i'm trying to look it up now (laughs) oh it's kubiak right really i think so oh man it is yeah it's very kubiak so i'm i would say no 
I, yeah, I feel just fine. Gary Kubiak has made some great, like, run offenses, like, run, heavy run offenses work well. For sure. Um, Won a Super Bowl with noodly arm Peyton, dude. <laughs> <laughs> See, the Vikings have, uh, like, no cap space. All right. They're the lowest, actually. Yeah. Yeah, almost negative 19 mil. That's why they had to get rid of so many people. Yeah. But, yeah, so I'm, like, I feel great about the run game because of, I mean, the talent, the scheme, everything. It shouldn't change a lot from last year there. But um, the, even if you don't take Cook, well, I would almost say, especially if you don't take Cook, just try to grab Madison at some point just in case. But, he looked, uh, yeah, he's one of those uh, handcuffs that is definitely worth it. Yeah. Like, our, taking even if you don't have the starter. Yeah, he and Dalvin, like, look a lot alike. And don't they have, like, almost the same number? Like one, Yeah, like, I know. There were times last year I was like, I actually couldn't tell who was playing. Because, like, is I, it like, Cook 33 and Madison's, like, I can't remember what it was. So, Madison, he's 25, I think. What's Cook 38? And maybe, but, yeah, they, they have, like, the similar build, the same hair and everything. So, it's like, and, like, their hair covers their name. So, you can't tell <laughs> right. unless you can see the number and know. Um, so, yeah, next up, Lions. Um, so, you've got them around 9 and 7. Yep. Um, I am way more negative on them. I've got them at four and two. <laughs> hey, um, no, I mean that's. Hey, I understand. They've got a tough schedule. Like, okay, so there's a like I could easily move them. You know, another game for sure, because uh, I've got Carolina beating them. Like, they could easily beat Carolina too, and mm-hmm. you know Chicago. But I don't. I don't have them breaking five hundred in any capacity, really. I think that if. Like this is definitely like Matt Patricia's last chance <laughs> here, and he's it's he's either going to be bad and they're going to be four and twelve. There's not much you can do about it. Um, but just a, there's just a few things like I want to bring up about the team because I don't know I feel like they're a little bit underrated. Um, I mean Stafford was on pace to be a top five quarterback last year uh, before he went out with injury and. The dude was outstanding. Uh, he still has Galladay and Marvin Jones, who are still super dangerous. Now we get Hawkinson in year two. Their line kind of got better and worse at the same time. I don't know. They got rid of their guard, uh, Graham Glasgow, which I don't know why they got rid of him. Yeah, Maybe they've still got, they've still got other Glasgow, right? <laughs> they have uh, Ragnow. I'm sorry, Ragnow, my bad. Yeah, the other <laughs> Viking. I was like, not Glasgow, the other guy. Um, no, yeah, their line, because they brought in Batai. They've got a rookie at right guard. Mm-hmm. Um, said Ryan now is pretty good. Um, and their yeah, their left tackle is pretty good. They just paid him a bunch. Yeah, uh, Taylor Decker. So like, I it's it's a unit that doesn't have much time together. Like, I think they're gonna kind of struggle to start because like the, the, your right side is new. Exactly. You know? It right. it'll need time to develop. Yeah, it'll it might start kind of slow. So like the right it's like running game starting slow makes a lot of sense. Luckily, they have a bad team in Chicago to start. <laughs> <laughs> Right, and then that's the thing is I think that their passing game, they can beat teams like the Vikings and any of these teams that are pass funnels because I think Stafford's just going to go nuts on them. Yeah, my, my record prediction isn't really an indictment of talent. Like, it's it's some O-line worry and defense and, worry as well. Um, they've got a lot of talent in the defense. Um, I just don't it know just hasn't how... clicked, right? Yeah, that's... Because you said they had, they had a Shelton, Collins, Trufant, and Okudo. Or, sorry, Okuda. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's a lot there. It's just, does it work together? And I'm... I, like, 
the way I see like new pieces working together is it it depends a lot on the scheme and the coaching and the leadership, and that's especially the last one, but also the middle one. Yeah. Like, there's not like, I don't know where it come from, so that that's what worries me. It's literally just I think this organization in its current state is just fucked. Like which I of, yeah I I can understand that. And I don't even necessarily disagree with you. <laughs> yeah, because love, love Matt Stafford, love Galladay. Marvin Jones is awesome. Um, Hawkinson's crazy good. Um, we know I love DeAndre Swift. Like, I don't right, know how like, Carrion's going to pan out. Um, might do better now that there's someone else. Yeah, Who knows? And then, yeah, and then Quintez Cephas is very talented. I think, like Okuda had mentioned, mm-hmm. he was one of the best guys he played against. So, yep. I think the passing game is definitely something to invest in fantasy wise. I was like my fantasy take here is passing game. Um, <laughs> and then the running back situation is going to be gross because the Lions have like never, ever had a good running game since Barry Sanders. And I don't know if this is the year it'll you know change. Cause I don't know, or I don't think they're going to have a great record. I don't want to invest in the running game, but they've got Matt Stafford, Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, TJ Hawkins, and Quintus Cephas in the passing game. And both the running backs are capable of pass catchers. So, Mm-hmm. It all points to Matt Stafford for me. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm super high on Stafford again this year. I'm always high on him because yeah, you know I love good. Matt Stafford. But yeah, he's, he's just, so good. He's so good. <laughs> he doesn't get enough love, so like, I'm glad we give him luck here. Yeah, deserves all the love. <laughs> mm-hmm. But a team. So yeah, I've got yeah, nine seven man. Yeah, so, I, was about to, I was about to segue. I was gonna say a team that I have no love for is uh, the Bears. <laughs> Uh, well, you have love for one player on the Bears. Yes, I, I, it's no secret. I really like Allen Robinson. He's so freaking good. Um, it's just a bummer he's never had a good quarterback in his life, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much ever. Because college, he had Hackenberg, right? And then he's had yeah, Bortles. He made Hackenberg. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's had Bortles and Trubisky. Like poor guy. <laughs> and you know, potentially Foles. Yeah. Like, Foles, like, is in contention for best quarterback he's had. Like, that's how rough it is. Like, I feel so bad for Allen Robinson, man. So, you, we've got him at 2-14. and 14. Mm-hmm. It's pretty – that's pretty rough. Like, I don't usually pick teams to have that bad of a record. Yeah, I've got um, them beating, well, Jacksonville and then Detroit once, and that's it. Mm-hmm. But I think all I really have to say is that their starting cornerback is Buster Screen. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God, man! <laughs> oh my God, no! <laughs> Screen door, yeah, like week week one, because like the defense is Khalil Mack, and like, what is the rest of their depth chart even? So they have Akeem Hicks, um, Khalil Mack. They got Roquan Smith, great linebacker, oh, and right. Danny Trevathan. Forgot about Roquan. But you're starting Buster Screen, man. Yeah. Nothing right. else matters. <laughs> Yeah, another team with like a good front seven. Here we go. But oh, mm-hmm. I, I pulled up ESPN. ESPN like always like plays a video I when it starts, so it's like here we go. So that'll come up in the recording unless I find it and clip it out. But <laughs> Eddie Jackson's a good enough free safety to cover up some of those deficiencies yeah, in the secondary, like, but it's not enough to cover up Buster Screen. Yeah, it's gonna be another thing where like I, I know a line that can handle this team is gonna just rip them to shreds. Yep. Because, like, yeah, Mac and Roquan's a nutty duo. Aside, I mean, aside from Akeem Hicks, like, the line isn't really anything impressive. But, yeah, the, the linebacking core is good. Mm-hmm. And then their secondary is not. 
I mean, Kyle Fuller. So, yeah, I mean, it's like quintessential Bears team where they have a at least re- yeah, relatively solid yeah, <laughs> defense and just a putrid quarterback and offense. Yeah, like every time I think about this team trading for Foles in that contract and like wanting it, it makes me sad that like I don't. I don't understand why they football. They just like gave them a pass. They just like bailed them out. I'm like, and you know what? We'll take it on. Yeah, we'll, they, they helped we'll the fuck. Jags unfuck themselves. <laughs> yeah, but like, fantasy wise, um, the only non Allen Robinson guy I would have interest in would be Tariq Cohen, um, especially in like a PPR league. Because David Montgomery's kind of hurt. I also don't think he's like the best. And if this team is going to be not good they're gonna pass some and i think Tariq cohen is the second best guy they've got on offense so yeah man Tariq cohen's crazy and the montgomery's out for a few weeks at least right uh, let me oh it's up. a groin injury that's two to four weeks yeah like so he may be back right away but maybe not and also the that'll nag yep and they need to like do more with him this year anyway and like uh, Tariq said that he um like needed to come in a better shape this year to kind of like didn't go hard enough last year on it so hmm. <laughs> i don't know man he's pretty built yeah like he like he, he like he blamed some of his like issues and like not staying like fully healthy like the year i got himself so but yeah not a good team uh, <laughs> not a good division really you're right. It's like unless Trubisky takes a monumental step forward, which just mm-hmm. seems so unlikely given <laughs> the tape we have on him, you know, that there's just not a whole lot of optimism for them right now. No, like they're going to need to reset some stuff to make this team viable. Like they, they literally just need a good quarterback and like another good offensive weapon. Like if they sucked and got Trevor Lawrence, like that would be really scary. Yeah, because they're they're like after Trevor Lawrence, there's Justin Fields. Who else is there? I'm trying to remember. There's a couple names. Oh man, I don't even know because I yeah, get too to, for that. Yeah. So now we move on to the NFC South, which I think we are kind of agreeing might be the best division in the league. Probably is. One it's of the one best. of them. Yeah, definitely one of them. Yeah, I mean, like top two. Yeah, at least at the top, because the Saints and Bucks, we kind of feel will be two of the best teams in the league, and probably the best two teams in the NFC at the rate we're going. Um, <laughs> I mean, the West is going to be tough, and yeah. then AFT, the North, is going to be tough. But those three are kind of like, to me, the the best team, the best divisions. Yeah, for sure. But um, let's start at the Saints. I guess we both have them at the top. You have them 12-4. and four. I've got them at 14-2, and two, but somewhere <laughs> in that really good range. Um, mm-hmm. Mine I might be I, floor. Your might be ceiling. Yeah, I don't see them <laughs> losing more than four, especially five games even, but... um. They're super good all around. Offense, you know, is nuts. Um, oh yeah, not much to say there, especially fantasy wise. The only like, there's the obvious guys. Kamara will probably get his contract things figured out. He's back at practice. I just got mm-hmm. that news blurb that he's practicing today. Mm-hmm. And then um, they got Emmanuel Sanders, which was really the only offensive change. Um, I think he's gonna be a great fit here, and I have no clue. I think we'll have some fantasy value, but he's going super late. But, um, he might be more of just like helps the team out more than your fantasy team. Yeah, he'll really help the team out. Um, I mean, how, how are you feeling on them as a team in general? I mean, aside from just the really good, or is that kind of it? 
Um, well, and I definitely hear a lot of things about like Breeze not being able to throw the ball deep anymore. And the truth is that he hasn't been able to throw the ball deep for a while. <laughs> this is not a new thing. Um, they haven't relied on that at all. They've relied on like the death by a thousand cuts kind of passing game mm-hmm. with Michael Thomas racking up 13 receptions in a game. And I think Emmanuel Sanders plays in beautifully with that. PPR, I think Emmanuel Sanders is definitely someone you can add. Um, I, outside of PPR, like in a standard, I probably wouldn't have PPR. He probably still has some value. But full PPR, yeah, I like Sanders a lot. Uh, him, Kamara, Thomas, they're going to lead the offense. The offensive line is still great. The defense is still great. Like, I I expect them to win the division. They're <laughs> Yeah, they're, they're, just, they're, they're so well-rounded as well. They're not... <clears throat> Jared Cook's there too. He's really talented. And then their backup, they drafted Adam, Tra- Adam Troutman, who they traded pretty much like the rest of their draft for to get, get up and get him. They're like, you know, this is the last guy we need. So um, We don't like anyone else. <laughs> Might as well. I don't blame him. But, um, <laughs> you know, he's good. It's just he went to Dayton. So, like, the small school thing always scares people. But he's very good from everything we've seen. So he fits what the Saints want to do for the most part with tight ends. Sometimes it's a good thing. Sometimes it they have to, they feel like they have to work harder because they didn't get to go to you know like a big name school. Yeah, sometimes like that, that like chip on the shoulder is nice because one thing like it's kind of sidetrack here. It's hard to, like we don't know. It's hard to account for the emotional, mental, motivation factor side of every one of these players. Mm-hmm. Like I know a lot of people have knocked Josh Rosen for that, or on, I've been like. One of the things that has made me iffy on carry on Johnson moving forward is when he talked about like him not seeing himself as like a workhorse or something like that, or him not like wanting to be a workhorse or something that kind of like right run me the wrong way. But it's like in a way, like he's obviously like I don't say a word about his like you know general health, but it's kind of like <laughs> you want your running back to be like yeah, let me just fucking roll. But right, like I want all the carries. Yeah, like I want to be the guy. The carries, yeah. So like, and one of the things like like Dante Pettis, like he was in the doghouse apparently you know he didn't like you know he fucked up over the offseason and like you know didn't stay in great shape and all that like th- like previously when he's in the doghouse like random things you like hear about it's like all these guys have different like motors internal motivation like some of them are too sane to play football <laughs> like right but um yeah, yeah, I mean, like, yeah like effort like you can't it's really hard to evaluate how much effort someone's going to put in yeah that's not it makes a really big difference when it's intrinsic when they're doing it like they're holding themselves accountable and you know self-disciplining that's the thing that you love to see in a player yeah and like that's one of the like one of the things i loved about deandre swift kind of jumping back a bit was he like held like midnight workouts and got like the team to join him and stuff like that like there you go. It sounds so old school to be like, you but like it, it like it makes you feel better about the player like in general that they like this is what they love for sure. So No, I mean that's why like people say like Jerry Rice, Tom Brady, they're the goats is because they put in the most amount of effort they could every day for twenty years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like they didn't, they weren't necessarily more talented than the next, the person next to them, but they worked their ass off every single day to be the best because they had that internal discipline. Jerry Rice was also very talented. Yeah, no, he's super fucking outside good. Outside of his his work ethic, but his I think his work ethic is what puts him in that top category. Yeah, like there's some guys, you know, like like people would say, like, what if like Randy Moss had like that level of like, which he obviously had a good work ethic, but like some of the, like 
I don't know how he compared it. Like, if Jerry Wright, like, if, if Moss had the Jerry Wright's work ethic, like, would he have been the clear-cut number one kind of thing? Honestly, probably. I mean, I think the you know, they basically decided that the only two guys that have put in that level of effort are are Brady and, and Rice. Mm-hmm. Which I guess that kind of can transition us to uh, Brady's team and the Buccaneers, who um, you've got them 11 and 5. I've got at 13 and 3. Um, I like 11 and 5. Um, what? Who? Like, there are three losses. Who do you have that to? Let's see. I've got. Um, so New Orleans actually week one I've got because they go to New Orleans and then I have Kansas City beating them and they actually I have them losing at Atlanta one game okay. week fifteen. Um, mm-hmm. it feels almost raw to not have them split with Atlanta. <laughs> like they may beat Atlanta yeah. both times, but um, there there are a couple of games that like I they definitely like could lose, but they have an easy schedule. Like yep. th- for the most part, like out aside from you know having to play New Orleans twice, like. They have Kansas City, but compared to some of the other schedules that we've seen this year that are just brutal, theirs is pretty, uh, theirs isn't too yeah, bad. Yeah, because I've got them going on like a major win streak because they do Carolina, Denver, Chargers, Chicago, Green Bay, Raiders, Giants, New Orleans at home. That's another win. And then at Carolina and then the Rams. Like they could easily like win all those games in a row and then be nine and one. Like, Oof. but yeah, I mean, so the offense, obviously, we have to talk about it, even though it's mm-hmm. been talked about a lot like it is disgusting uh chris godwin i mean he's the best slot receiver if we're going off last year right mm-hmm. right mike evans i think is one of the best top three wide receivers in the nfl he's never been talent. below a thousand yards never <laughs> even with which he's, he's honestly Winston. Draft, he's like a draft <laughs> discount right now i think honestly just because people are people have put godwin over him now and i I think Mike Evans is still super great. So his yeah. talent is unbelievable. He's like a mini Calvin Johnson. Yeah, yeah he, <laughs> he he is so good at using his size. Like that's something that like it gets doesn't get mentioned enough. Like he's big, but he knows how to use his like giantness. Uh huh. Um, I I think honestly, like as a team, their O line is good. It's not amazing, but it's good. Their yep. D line is gross with Shaq Barrett. It's just their secondary sucks. I feel like I'm like a broken record, but their secondary is not good. They are a super pass funnel. Mm-hmm. Um, I I hold fast, you know, to 11, 11 and five, just because as potent as I think that offense can become, they still run the risk of not being able to stop the other team. Yeah, so. like they, they they will lose to teams like the Chiefs that can just pass on them all day. Yeah, I, I was gonna. I was gonna ask. So, I take it you also had those three in there as losses. Who were your other two? Uh, let's see. Did you have? Did you have Detroit beating them near the end of the year when they go to Detroit? Yes. Gotcha. Yes, and because then... uh, Detroit's O line is solid enough that I think that they would have enough time at home to Stafford can put up five hundred yards on the secondary. Yeah. And then did you have? I, did you have a splitting with Carolina? Or... Uh, not Carolina. I had them. Uh, losing to the Saints, uh, Detroit. Um, I, I had Aaron Rodgers beating him. Oh, gotcha. Okay, I figured that might have been it. Aaron Rodgers can come down and just torch them, even if even if it is just Devontae Adams. Mm-hmm. Gosh, Devontae Adams might have 200 yards that game. <laughs> <laughs> but and, um... if the, and if the Buccaneers still don't have a run game at that point, that's a that's a very key factor in beating the Packers. Yeah, it was your run game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ask the Niners <laughs> oh, 
Raheem yeah. most specifically. <laughs> so yeah, outside of those two, outside of their top two receivers, there's not a lot there. There's like I think they don't don't they have Tyler and Colin Johnson? I'm trying to remember. <laughs> but it's those two at receiver. Um, okay, so apparently Scott Miller and Justin Watson are competing for the number three receiver job. Um, although I don't know how much I, they shouldn't run any three receiver. They should literally just run two tight end sets all the fucking time because they've got yep. OJ Howard, Gronk, and Brate like three tight end set. <laughs> yeah. So and then Rojo seems to have clearly cemented himself as a lead <clears throat> guy. Um, <clears throat> sounds like he's gotten a lot better, like physically and just better with like pass pro. He's worked on his pass catching a lot, which I mean I don't know how much better it's gotten because their baseline was pretty low. But he was he was efficient with his catches last year on like a yardage basis, but he's obviously got to get more sure-handed. Um, I think he said he's bulked up a lot. Keyshawn Vaughn hasn't been you know impressing anyone that much really. I haven't heard anything negative, but like uh, I just I heard like one thing that was like, oh yeah, he's like you know a rookie. He's not. I mean, he was obviously below that first tier. I think people got a little too excited about him right away, but um. They are going to be there. I mean, oh my God, there's so many teams that are like this, but like, look at their front. Dominican Sue, Vita Vea, Jason Pierre Paul. They get Devin White, who was great last year, mm-hmm. linebacker, second year. Levante David and Shaq Barrett. And then I think they got probably the best strong safety in the draft in uh, Antoine Winfield. Mm-hmm. So they're, the box there is going to be stacked. They're going to get tons yeah. of pressure. Because they, they were, just, they're just dreadful. Yeah, they were a great run defense last year, and it's going to be just as tough, if not tougher, this year. Mm-hmm. Let's see the defense. Yeah, the second, their secondary. They've got Carlton Davis, Jordan Whitehead, like <laughs> Sean Murphy Bunting. I'm, like, He's got a hyphen in his name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is he was he like last year rookie? Yeah, I think he was. Yeah, That's what I thought. Yeah. So, I got a Michigan. Let's say that, anyway. Yeah. The set the secondary is a weak spot as we have you know mentioned. So pass funnel. Mm-hmm. You can throw on them, and they're gonna throw on you. Yeah. So I'm as much tight end talent as they have. I'm not interested in any of these tight ends for fantasy. Well, it's hard to pick one. Yeah. Like I don't know if Gronk is the same Gronk. Um, OJ Howard they used to block a lot, which obviously they used Gronk to block. Gronk will block a lot too. Uh, there's a lot of ox in that. Senate. So oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> onk, onk. <laughs> onk, onk. Onk. What he might? Maybe he just honks when he does that. I don't know. Honk, but, honk. I could see that. Oh, I could so see that. Gronk just coming up to the line, going honk, 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 honk. <laughs> He's gonna be like a duck for Halloween. <laughs> I have to say that I is much like there's definitely a lot of uncertainty over whether Gronk is gonna you know put it together. I definitely think they signed him to block, uh, and I think that's a, a reason why he'll, he'll be on the field yeah. a lot. He's going to block and catch touchdowns. So, like, yeah. he yes. won't have enough reliable value himself, and it'll make O.J. Howard and Prate not valuable. <laughs> that's my that's how I see it. I, I do think he limits the value of Howard and Brate. Um But I think they're going to rotate. Like, they're going to rotate a lot. I, I think Gronk, though, puts it together. So I was watching... Uh, some of their training camp uh, that was on YouTube, just clips of it, because I was I was really intrigued to see how it was coming together. And basically, like Gronk and Brady have both said, like, this is a new challenge for us. 
we both are struggling and learning a completely new offense and both of us really hate not being good at things <laughs> you know like there's there's some motivation there on on both Gronk and mm. Brady to get that together and I I have to say I kind of think that Gronk could end up being pretty good this year for that team if I did if I did have to take one I am going to take Gronk yeah the like which I'm not but if I was <laughs> yeah the unretiring and coming back never makes me feel good but yeah I mean he's, no, he's one of the best of all time so like he could be an exception easily Next up, we've got the Falcons, one of my favorite teams. I'm actually wearing a Falcon shirt right now. Um, we both Ooh. got them at 9-7. and seven. Um, It's, like, kind of cruel, but it seems right. Yeah, no, it's it's a tough division. That hurts a lot. They've got to play those two aforementioned teams twice. Yeah. And then they get some of, let's see, they have to play Kansas City. They have to go play at the Chargers. Yeah, they get they get the um, AFC West, yeah. <sighs> There is enough hatred in the division that I think they can they can split. Yeah, I've got them beating Carolina twice. I've got Carolina just getting like shit on by the division. Well, fairly yeah. so. Um, yeah, and then splitting with New Orleans, Tampa. But I mean, they added a bunch of pieces. The, the Falcons, you know, they got AJ Terrell, um, who I think a lot of people thought was probably like the second best corner in the draft or third. Yeah, no, um, I I feel good about the Falcons I don't know if they'll end up making the playoffs or not I they can't their defense like came alive last year at the end of the year and they added to it I think the defense could surprise if they don't all get like dead again mm-hmm. like this it's literally this team has been like offensive line and secondary injuries like have been the demise of this team so on so many occasions yeah plus the bad defensive play calling in the first seven games yeah like once dan Cohen was like all right someone else do this that helped a lot <laughs> so if they can ride that and they can like get health like if they can just stay healthy on the o-line because chris lindstrom is super good um i don't think he i can't remember how much if he if he did or did not play last year but the line is solid and the offense is my fantasy take was the offense is just super concentrated it's julio Ridley, probably Hurst now, and Gurley. Like, it's those four. <laughs> and, of course, Matt Ryan leading the helm. But, yeah, like, yeah. They, they're all probably pretty good fantasy aspects that you can draft. Yeah, I, I said the offense is more concentrated than shitty orange juice. Like, <laughs> like this is, like, kind of little DFS thing. This is a great team to use for DFS because, like, you know who's getting the ball. <laughs> so, like, it's really hard to fuck it up. So if you think the offense is going to do well, you can take one of these guys because it's only going to do well through them. Yeah, like, I've been looking at all the stacks and, um, like, Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf are kind of cheap and Ridley's pretty cheap and Hurst is pretty cheap. I'm like, all right, I got my, I got my week one stack ready. <laughs> like, there we go. Because um, those two teams play week one. I actually have Atlanta winning that at the moment. Um, I think it's, it's in Atlanta, right? Yeah. But mm-hmm. yeah, like the as the young defense, oh, and all these new draft picks get integrated in. Um, obviously, yeah, Grady Jarrett and Tapkin, as you have written here, are you know solid. I I like the direction that the team's going, and Matt Ryan still got seven years in his window. So. Absolutely, and he's still great. He's mm-hmm. been in the top as far as quarterback play the past few years. 
super i think it was two years ago where he just kind of like got totally swept under the rug but he had such an amazing year mm-hmm. yeah he's he's like not in the elite tier but he's in that very good tier yeah i mean he, him and matt stafford are just like the council of mats are just like... <laughs> swept under the mat yes <laughs> uh but it's great uh, you have written in here like they could be a surprise team and i kind of agree with girly is girly you know mm-hmm. yeah that, that could be the team comes alive like oh my god yeah last the year the, yeah the running game was kind of anemic last year that's like something they need to fix so hopefully that's better this year with healthier line and girly and so right. like the healthier the healthy is like distributed to healthier line healthy girly i mean like right <laughs> and then um last in the division we've got the panthers you've got yeah. four and 12 i got three and 13 but like a fun three and 13 like since yeah. you know like there's this is gonna be a very like fun shitty team. It's not gonna be like a total. It's like it's like the it's gonna be the opposite bad team of Chicago, where like Chicago's like trying to be good, but they're bad. But like Panthers are just like doing their thing, and like there's no expectations, but like it's gonna right. be fun. I the th- they're like they're clearly one of the teams in a rebuild that, but they're not the ones announcing it. But mm. they they are very clearly, I think, in a rebuild. Yeah. Like, no more Ron Rivera. No more Cam. They get Teddy B, who I love. I think he's got, like, you know, a lower ceiling as a quarterback than others, but he's definitely a serviceable quarterback, and I, I don't know. They they lost at least 10 starters. No, yeah, this last... team has no continuity at all in the roster. Like, <laughs> I can't really, ESPN did, like, a continuity rating thing, and, like, I can't, remember, I can't remember who was second to last, but, like, from them to the Panthers, there was such an enormous drop-off, like, there's the rest of the league, and then there's the Panthers as far as, like, bringing players back. I got to find this, but, I mean... It's, I, like, 40 to 50% turnover, right? Yeah, it's it's so rough, but I <clears throat> I feel good about the offense. Like, this is going to be, like, it's akin to, like, the Jaguars of Bortles, like, the, like, bad team that shoots out a lot and gets garbage time, and they're fun. There's a lot of talent there still. Yeah, like, I still think DJ Moore... Um, is a fine fantasy asset. I just, you know, they're just not going to win that many games. It, it, that's just the way it is. <laughs> yeah. All right. I found, I found these continuity ratings. Um, so the giants are 31st. They've got 66.1% of their snaps returning. And then okay. the Carolina Panthers are last. They've got 46.9% of their snaps returning. Yep. There it is. 46.9. Yeah. Like it's, it's, a, it's a, it's like a, slope and then like at the very end you jump off the cliff like the bills actually lead by the way the bills yep. and the chiefs lead and it's colts niners steelers texans which that kind of helps the texans case as far as we talked about like them being you know better than people are going to give some credit for like the main turnover is obviously the deandre hopkins thing but <laughs> so i was looking for Continuity is going to be important this year and it's in a league where there's no preseason and very much reduced practice and training yeah, that's why. That's why, like, when I was looking at the Bills, I kind of like broke some ties for them because of that. Yeah, I yeah, no, I get that. But um, anyway, so we've talked about the sum. Teddy is a good fit for this offense. He, he knows the offense, and then too, because well, Jed Brady was with the Saints when he was there. But having um, so they got Ian Thomas, and they've got more Samuel, Robbie, McCaffrey. Like, I love the more Samuel McCaffrey for Teddy. That fits him well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like 
he and DJ Moore are going to be best buds, I think. Oh, definitely. I mean, he's going to love CMC. He's going to love more. I think, yeah, I, I mean, I think he likes Curtis Samuel a lot, too. I've still got him in Dynasty. Like, I mean, you know, I think, I think he's going to like him. The one that doesn't really make sense is Robbie, but, I, you know, we're talking about garbage time. Like, hello. <laughs> yeah, he could, all, he could fit in the take a short pass deep kind of thing. Or, like, when they do go deep, he makes sense as the guy. Like Ready for the you, three receptions, 81-yard touchdown line for Robbie, like, yeah. three weeks in a row. No, it makes a lot of sense, though, just because, like, <clears throat> teams are going to be focused on DJ Moore and McCaffrey and are going to be playing up a lot. Like, he'll get a lot of good work. If he beats one-on-one, he'll have a lot of room kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. but, And Teddy's good, man. We like Teddy. We're good dude. Yeah, we love Teddy. Always, always root for Teddy. So... And then McCaffrey is still absurd McCaffrey. I assume, I don't know if we'll get the same just utter volume, but I think the fantasy outlook is pretty similar. I don't see it. I don't see Joe Brady being like, nah, like <laughs> I assume McCaffrey is still going to be a stud. I don't know if he'll have the same absurd gap over everyone else. He might, I don't know, but <clears throat> it is a different regime entirely. So it's worth kind of considering. Right. Yeah. Ultimately, you know, not a whole lot of expectation as far as the team, but it'll be fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Do where is going to go? Do you think if you are in Dynasty and have CMC, would you trade him now? Like, do you think his value gets any higher than it currently is? <clears throat> um, like if you're like if you're a really good team who needs him to win, like don't trade him, obviously. But like if you're if you have him and like one or two other good guys, and you're like I kind of need to disperse, rebuild, change up. I would be more on the trading side. <clears throat> Not, you know, I obviously think he's amazing. <clears throat> but I do ultimately think that last year might have been like a, like a I mean, ceiling. Last, it was a historic season. Yeah. So, like, maybe he does keep up that same fucking absurd pace. But, like, yeah, anyway. It's not like rocket science to really be like, this is probably his peak. Trade him. But, like, I'm not sex saying that you have to trade him. But if you get out of that art. Get a great quarterback next year. That you know, there's some. Yeah, that's the thing. Like he, he's one of the few running backs under long-term contract too. That's like another thing. Mm-hmm. That he's got a lot of years of usability left. So, I always worry about players to get a stupid volume because of injury concern as mm-hmm. well. That's just something I personally look out for. Mm-hmm. He may just be one of those exceptions, but yeah, right right yeah there's like a level to it which because like i have have no reason to think he cannot handle it so far no yeah like there's no indicator that he's not built to just do this all the fucking time and like a lot of his work it's the same as the uh we've talked about like with lamar like a lot of he gets a lot of receptions and that a lot of there's a lot of times he's not taking the same beating as the runs or they'll go out of bounds so Mm. it's it's not the same when it's a receiving heavy workload is not the same as 300 carries it's a lot like someone getting you know 220 and 80 versus 300 just carries it's a lot different oh absolutely i mean the amount of contact he deals with is a lot less than say zeke honestly you know or derrick henry who also a freak though (laughs) right (laughs) i uh i want you to run into me (laughs) <laughs> uh, I, I went and recorded a song uh, the other week. I might have mentioned last show, but I had a line that was uh, "Call her Derrick Henry" because she's putting on a freak show. Oh, there you are. <laughs> so the muscle train has left the station. <laughs> so 
We're revisiting the Buccaneers. So we started recording uh, yesterday on the 2nd, and then um, <laughs> later that evening, Leonard Fournette signed with the uh, Buccaneers. So we're going to kind of revisit that offense, especially mostly the running back portion. Um, yeah, because that kind of makes a difference, right? <laughs> just, just a tad. Um, so as we talked briefly before, my take is it doesn't impact their win total. Um because I had them 13 and 3 already. Maybe it changes your 11 to 5 a little bit, but I don't know if Leonard Fournette per se. Because, like, okay, a lot of people like to bash Leonard Fournette. I think he's good. I don't think he's, like, amazing, but he's a very good running back. Sure. If that's my take. Like, he's definitely an above average back. At, like, that yeah, he's above average. I think he's pretty good. He, I don't think he's, like, elite, but I think he's pretty good. Yeah, I think. And he's still young. Yeah, I think he makes a lot of sense with the Bucks and. Tom Brady and Bruce Arians, given Bruce Arians likes experience, which he doesn't experience there. But I mean, Bruce Arians signed Chris Johnson off the streets and that's true. Ran him a bunch, and then Tom Brady likes a guy who can cast patch as well, which Leonard Fournette can do. Um, right, he proved that last year. Yeah, I think was the and, first time he yeah, really did that. It was pretty solid in college with it too. So the the blurb that we heard today now was that Bruce Arians <laughs> said Ronald Jones is still the guy so right. this is where it gets really fun and gross um I was like yeah like how the Patriots are saying that oh it's it's an open competition between Cam and anybody else yeah. there Jared Stidham like come <laughs> on what, what what are you trying to say what, what's going on yeah it's it's weird and what I so today I listened to some podcasts and like I heard someone mention this is just going to be Ronald Jones, Peyton Barber, but like with Leonard Fournette instead of Peyton Barber, and that grossly makes sense in a way. Uh, I don't know. I think Leonard Fournette's too good. Leonard Fournette's better than Ronald Jones. That's my take. Yeah, yeah. yeah like that's a pretty good take. <laughs> I think that. I mean, that makes sense. Like from everything we've seen thus far, he's better than Ronald Jones. Like not saying that Ronald Jones can't become better. Because I don't, I think I don't think Fournette is going to get any better than he currently is. But in their that's current, probably fair. I think in their, I mean by a little bit, but in their current states, Leonard Fournette is better than Ronald Jones, as far as we are aware of. Mm-hmm. So, the only issue is just the time, because the season starts in like a week. Right. So I'm there's not, a lot of new pieces altogether. Yeah, I, I'm. Per, my take is that it's going to be. It's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a split to start, and then in a couple of weeks we'll know who it is. Like it's gonna be like you just kind of deal with it being shitty right away. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I mean, I definitely think as a whole, like the entire team is gonna take a little bit of time to come together. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think they start off great, just because I think they have tons of new pieces and they're gonna need some time to get on the right track, which I think is true for many of the NFL teams this year, if not most of them. Uh, but I digress like the um, <clears throat> I, I I have to say that I think eventually Leonard Fournette becomes like the bona fide starter. That's where I lean by, by the, you know, mid season point. Hey, I, I think I'm on that board. I'm looking through ADP right now. I'm trying to decide like where I'll, I want to like I'd slot him in. I did a mock draft last night, and he was taken in the first round. Uh, that's lower for my blood. Which is cr- which was crazy because he got signed that day, and usually those mock drafts take a little bit of time to adjust. Yeah, so I think he's 
So there's kind of a tier break. So like there's after Austin Eckler, Aaron Jones, James Conner, there's Chris Carson, who I think Chris Carson is in a nebulous zone by himself. And then there's like Todd Gurley, <laughs> Todd Gurley, Melvin Gordon. Sure. Yeah, no, Chris Carson's just kind of in like a, if you think he's going to be good, then you're probably going to draft him. Yeah. But if you don't, you're going to avoid him. <laughs> I think that's, yeah, like, yeah, Chris Carson, like, I've sort of come around with Chris Carson and that worries me, but we can get to that in the Seahawks. Um, I think Fournette kind of slides in right next to Chris Carson for me. Yeah, I think he's right around there. Like, that's that seems right. Like, end of the third, kind of. Yeah, but teams that have these keepers all over the place where Chris Carson's getting taken with, like, the 11th pick in the first round of 12 teams. Which is what know. we have tonight, yeah. <laughs> right, which is, like... Are you if asking you if I'm right taking Leonard there. Fournette? Is that what you're if, asking? <laughs> if you are right there, <laughs> yeah, hypothetically, <laughs> I don't plan to. <laughs> you're, you're the one who's going to hear this. This won't go live before our draft. <laughs> but I don't plan to take Leonard Fournette there. Um, I've got enough mocks. I think I'm happy with who I'll get before there. Just like I, I think I have Chris Carson over Leonard Fournette still. Because like as much as I want to shit on Chris Carson, I have to like think. Which, okay, I guess we can, we can kind of shift this a bit into the Seahawks take. But, um, so, so Bucks, does this change your win total for them at all? Or no? Does it give you any, like, leans maybe? No, I like the 11 and 5 pick. Yeah. I, I want to stick with that. Mm-hmm. So, we're saying, Car- so Carson is kind of the spot with Fournette, at least for me. Do you have him a little higher? Or? It's weird. I think earlier in the offseason, I would have had Carson later. But now I like him more just because that backfield, I think, has developed in a way that we now know that none of those other running backs matter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, no one else is going to get it. And, like, I have to eat crow on it. Like, he's been a, he's had 1,150 and then 1,230 rushing yards. Like, I've been fucking right. wrong on Chris Carson two years in a row. <laughs> he's been solid. I think he'll be very solid. Yeah. So, yeah, okay, this, this is our Seahawks transition. Um. Um, so yeah, I, he makes a lot of sense in that nebulous zone, I guess maybe with Fournette, like right before you get to like Gurley, Gordon, David Johnson, uh, guys, I no longer have any interest in, even though I did earlier in the year, I'm out on all those guys, mm-hmm. I think just cause I'm more up on the rookies, which that may uh, be a popular take. I don't know. Like I'm more up on Jonathan Taylor. Who's kind of getting drafted in that tier. I'm more up on Cam Akers and uh, Dobbins yeah Yeah. so but um well real quick where where do you put Ronald Jones now is he like a Philip Lindsay zone guy Ooh, where was he being taken before where is he being taken he was going like six seventh ish round Rojo was okay so now you think what like eight nine yeah like I I think he should be right next to Philip Lindsay Zach Moss that kind of area that makes more sense. He'll definitely drop like a, a round at least. Like a number two that's involved is how I will put him. You're not going to like feel confident about starting him any week unless Fournette is injured. Yeah. It's like what's annoying. Yeah, no, like and Fournette, like every year, like I don't know for sure, like, I can check, but it seems like every year he, like, he misses two games, but like you know ahead of time he's going to miss them. Mm-hmm. So he's had 13 when he had eight and then 15, but like. I think I'm mostly sure every time he's missed that you've, like, known. It's usually, like, a lower body issue. Like yeah, he's like, my hammy's not good right now. I'm going to take a yeah. break. 
but yep. kind of the Derrick Henry thing in a way. But <laughs> so yeah, Se- Seattle Carson. I I am cool with Carson as a strong RB two, or if you want to go like late RB, he makes sense to like pair with someone else in that kind of range. Oh, Oof, get the hot take lightning. Yeah, I mean he he is the thunder of the backfield. <laughs> Russ is the lightning. Russ is everything for that team. So. <laughs> We both have this team going twelve and four. Um, uh-huh. Their schedule's not too bad, if I recall. I can pull it up, but they're as really as good. The go. Yeah, like this offense is going to be solid, and getting Jamal Adams helps the defense a lot because I was worried about them. Um, but what's your what's your take on this team coming up into this year? Um, well, the Jamal Adams thing was literally what I said. <laughs> <laughs> On the podcast, I said if he should go anywhere, it should be somewhere like Seattle. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's pretty much perfect for Pete Carroll, that style of defense, which is cover two, let him play. Um, it's not like a super complicated defense. It's more instinctual and in letting the players do their thing, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty much perfect for Jamal Adams. So, yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's a really good fit for him. Their run defense should improve. He'll be in the box a lot. Secondary still kind of suspect. Um, but... Lockett and DK are both kind of being slept on. I mean, Russell Wilson is like one of the best players in the game, man. Yeah. He makes Tyler, the team a contender. Yeah, like he's one of those players that, especially last year without Russell Wilson, they would have been actually trash. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, um, It would have been at, dreadful. Yeah. So my fantasy take was why is Tyler Lockett going so late? He is <laughs> going. So he and DK are going like back to back pretty much, mm-hmm. but, like, there is zero chance I'm taking A.J. Brown or Cooper Cup or Robert Woods or Terry McLaurin over Tyler Lockett. Like, Tyler Lockett should be a third-rounder, and he's going in, what, the, like the fifth? fifth? Yeah, like, he's going way too late. Yeah, I mean, he's going he's going way too late. <laughs> I agree. He, like, um, he's consistently he, very good. Like, like what? peppered with targets like why wide receiver like the top wide receiver is in his range of outcomes or maybe not the top but top top five is for sure just like of all wide receivers for this season yeah like I'm, like the top is like it's not un, it's not impossible but like it's unrealistic but i think top five is actually like you know enough of a chance to like make that case in the sense of like he is super good with a super good quarterback if the volume goes up at all he's gonna be fucking amazing like it's crazy i mean i think he's got i think he's very safe Mm -hmm. i also that's another thing is like i think he wow (laughs) okay we don't think you don't think he's safe we get it no i like tyler lock he's gonna get you at least like 10 points every game he just gets that many receptions. How many receptions did he have? Yeah, so last year, he was actually his career high in receptions and targets. It was 110 targets for 82 catches. There you go. 1,000 so like, yards. Plus. The, yeah, there's the worry that like DK is going to get in the way, but no, like <laughs> I think the passing game is, just lot, is really good now. So, because it's those, it's those two. Like they signed Josh Gordon, but I don't think he has much of a role, especially right away. Like it's literally Lockett and DK. Yeah, no, like, they're I the guess well, Disley, I don't know, but like, we're not going to back to Chris Carson that much. Yards. They should, but I mean, DK got close, didn't he? Mm-hmm. What, did he have like 900? He had like 900. Yeah, yeah, he had exactly 900. So, like, they're going to both be 1,000 yard receivers. Like, I'll be surprised if they aren't, I think. 
Like, I would bet that they both are. Like, then Greg Olson, too. Like, he'll get targets, but, like... He's going to just vulture touchdowns. Yeah. He's going to have those one-catch, eight-yard touchdown stat lines. Yeah, which, gosh, this team's going to be nuts in the red zone with Olsen and DK and just Russ in general. So, we sounds like we're pretty high on this team. And also, there's still a chance they get Jadavion Clowney re-signed. Yeah, no, that seems like one of the... I'd say there's probably, like, three teams that are actually pursuing clowning yeah, what? They're, they're, they're still one of them seahawks titans cowboys maybe maybe but i mean, seahawks like are the most likely just for him to return there so yeah that makes sense if he wants to have a chance to win a super bowl or anything but i'm um, moving on to the 49ers you've got them at 10 and 6 i got them at 9 at 7 so minor super bowl hangover uh they're gonna be like borderline on getting back to the playoffs um I see your description really also a Super Bowl hangover. So how, how do you think that manifests for the team this year? Well, so they got everyone back, which, you know, is great. Like they didn't lose coaches, which usually, as uh, one of our friends, Josh, mentioned, is usually the reason for the, the hangover effect because they got rid of the coaching staff. Mm-hmm. Or like they lost a lot of assistance or something. Right. So they brought all those people back. But right now, I mean, the biggest problem is that they are in injury hell. Um, Kendrick Bourne is like their number one wide receiver right now. And I forgot that I had him in Dynasty. I picked him up like in the later weeks of last year as a flyer. Forgot I had him. Now I'm glad I kept him all this time. Um, but yeah, like they're like it's George Kittle and they don't really have any receivers. And, I, you know, that's going to suck at the beginning, <laughs> especially for Jimmy G in the offense. As they get players back, it'll improve. Uh, the other thing is their division is brutal, I think. Yeah, they have a hard division. <laughs> like It's it's one of the stronger divisions in the league. Uh, the Cardinals are way improved. Uh, the Seahawks are improved, and Jamal Adams is kind of perfect for the Niners. That's why I said he should go there um, to help them win that game. He's like the one thing that Shanahan doesn't want to go against because he'll read the play and figure out the run scheme and get on Kittle. Um but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that they're still a dangerous team. Um, I still believe in Shanahan's offense altogether. I just think it's uh, not all the pieces are there this year that were last year. I, yeah, I, I'm on the same page there. It's going to be tough because they lost to Forrest Buckner, too. It's like that's one of the big. True. That's the big thing, which I, I can't remember if you mentioned that or not in your discussion there but that's that's one of my like rants is that i thought that was just a stupid move like i just i just don't understand it like you gambled away a player that was you knew was good in that position so that you could draft a player you hope is as good as them in the first place yeah did they was that pick <laughs> was the pick they got was was that used on Law or was it used on uh Ayuk? i can't remember which pick went where um, I don't. I'm pretty sure it was the one they used on Kinlaw because that was a higher pick. Was it? And they, it was the Colts uh, pick. That's why. I mean, a lot of it was contract related. <sighs> well, yeah, well, you know, <laughs> don't pay your really good player. <laughs> I know, yes. like they have a lot of pieces they have to pay. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. Yeah, they took they took Javon Kinlaw first, which they got that pick from Tampa. That's when they got from Tampa. Yeah, and they got the Ayuk one from Minnesota. When was the Indy one? They traded DeForest Buckner to the Colts for a first rounder. 
Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Here's so, so yeah, they they switch one spot with Tampa. That's right. Okay. They get worse. And so that's why it says Tampa there. Okay. Pretty sure that's what it was. I don't know, but something like that. Yeah. Just. Oh. Mm. Oh, I'm sorry. The Niners GM is amazing. What am I talking about? <laughs> but. Yeah, the biggest thing is the receiving core is coming into the year knocked up, or sorry, not knocked up, wow, nicked up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nicked up, not knocked up. Yeah, something along those lines. Yeah, Debo's hurt right now. He's unsure for the start of the season. Ayuk, I think he's going to be back to start, but he's been missing time and he's a rookie. Hurd is done for the year. Like, it's Kittle, and that's like Kittle's the only reliable guy because they don't have Sanders anymore. It's No one really knows how it's going to. Like, like, who's going to step up if, if Debo has that in his time? And then, like, he's not going to be 100% right away, probably. So, it worries me about the offense. Like, yes. they're, they're going to be relying on Kittle in their run game a lot again. Yep. Which has worked for them. Yeah, like, that's that's what they are. That's, like, their identity. But it, uh, it hurts not having, like, any proven receivers in your offense just a little bit, I think. <laughs> Because, you know, a lot he does a lot of run blocking, and a lot of that run blocking comes from the wide receivers. They're out mm-hmm. there putting blocks, you know, on the second level, allowing for these really great run plays to take effect. Yeah, like, like that's what Debo is good at. That's what Sanders was also good at. Like, it made yeah. sense to fit, so. And they still have Kittle to, you know, help with that, but it's just, it's a little worse than last year. Yeah. Um, fantasy-wise, so Kittle makes a ton of sense in all this regard. I'm um, talking about who's going to be, you know, the main target. As far as who else steps up, you know, is it, is it a running back going to get more catches? Like, does Mostert get more? Does, like, you know, is Coleman or even Jarek McKinnon get involved a lot? Does Pettis get out of the doghouse? Like, that's – there are some, like, things to monitor here. And, like, maybe all of this is to say, like, we should we should take Mostert in the fifth or sixth or wherever he's going. Like, maybe he, is, he isn't a bad pick. Dude, Kendrick Bourne, man, I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, or like Richie James or someone like Mostert's going in the fifth, pretty much. Yeah. So. Got like, paid. Get some money. Yeah. So money. like, it's one of those things where he'll probably fall too, because like his ADP is like, like the fifth. Like a lot, I feel like a lot of times people don't want him. So like he's someone like if you're in the sixth round and Raheem Mostert's there, it's he's not like a fun pick. And part of you thinks like, oh, he's gonna lose the job somewhere, but like. There's not anyone on the roster that I think is, like, enough of it. That's, like, there's no one on the roster that's clearly a lot better than Raheem Mostert. Sure. Yeah, like, no, that's fair. We, we think, te- like, Tevin Coleman, we think's more talented, but, like, he doesn't necessarily have the, like, so like, some, like sometimes he doesn't look like he puts it all together. So, like, he might be a little better than Mostert, but maybe not enough or, like, consistent enough. Like, Mostert does certain things better. Or, like, McKinnon, we have no idea what he's going to be like. He might just be a third-down guy. So, it's the thing where it's, like, there are going to be headache weeks with Mostert, but there are also mm-hmm. going to be like weeks where he's the leading running back on the week. <clears throat> I think it'll be a lot of the same from last year. Which yeah. the only downside <laughs> is maybe maybe they're not in the lead as much. That's the only kind of other risk. Is like I think they're taking a step back, so that may impact them from the game script standpoint. But I think just like split workload standpoint, I don't see like a reason a whole lot would change. Yeah, no, I mean, it's maybe 55, 45, 60, 40, 
Yeah, like, it's one of the things where, like, I'm... Worst. <laughs> I don't know if I'll end up with him just because, like, it, it does, it's not, like, it doesn't personally excite me. But, like, if you're on board with Mostert, I'm not here to, like, dissuade you. Well, if the Niners' offense is going to work, it's going to work through that run game that they do. Yeah, like, I'm looking at people who go behind him, and, like, if I'm looking at Raheem Mostert or, like, Cam Akers, like, it might be, or, like, Marquise Brown or even Deshaun Watson, like, it's it's tough for me to, like, in my heart to take Mostert over those guys kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, Cam did get named the starting quarterback. Finally. Oh, yeah, officially. What a surprise. What? <laughs> Come on. Come on, Jared Stidham, trying to feed me that. Dude, Brian Hoyer. <laughs> I believe so, that over Jared Stidham. <laughs> yeah. So I really seems like a funny love affair with Brian Hoyer, but anyway. <laughs> so 49ers, Kittle's there, and obviously like later in the year, Debo and Ayuk will I think, come on more, but... Some Super Bowl hangover for this team. So moving down to the Cardinals, you've got them nine six and one. It is, it is the tie, is it? I just I just had to give them a tie because it's gonna. Happen. Let me let me look. Let me see who the tie is gonna be. Can you not see them like Kyler Murray throwing up a hail mary to to tie a game up just to miss the extra point? I could see them like them and the Rams tying one game for sure. <laughs> Maybe it'll be the Niners. But um. Yeah, so I've got the 9-7, so they pretty much have the same outlook on them. Um, <laughs> this, when I was, like, going through it, I had kept having them between, like, 8-8, eight and 10-6. Eight, and six. Like, there was one, like, run through. I even, like, maybe thought they were going to 11. It kind of depends how things break. But, like, this team is definitely on the upswing. It is not going to be, an, you know, an easy take any week. No, not at all. The offense should be gross, like, as in gross, as in gross for defenses to yeah. deal with because it's going to be offensively good, like – Oh, my God. DeAndre Hopkins is amazing. He's a perfect fit for Kyler Murray. You got Christian Kirk, Kenyon Drake. Uh, the line is starting to come together. Like, very excited for this team. Yeah, getting DeAndre Hopkins is so huge. And, like, we've we've discussed that we think he's getting kind of undersold a bit. Mm-hmm. Like, I th- like, we think he belongs in the top five. And my argument is, like, He's he's so good. Like they spread the ball out last year, but that's because they didn't have DeAndre fucking Hopkins. Like, right? If if they spread it out, it's because Kyler Murray's good and takes the open pass. Like, do you not think DeAndre Hopkins is gonna be open a lot? Like, I don't. <laughs> and even if he gets, you know, like 10, 15, even twenty fewer targets than he got in Houston, like the offense is gonna be running at a high like like a high clip. So, I'm. Not like terribly concerned. I think there's going to be a lot of drive, so like he could have more touchdown opportunities, or maybe the like targets stay similar, but the you know the percentage goes down, kind of thing. Like I think Are it's people be... concerned about DeAndre Hopkins not performing well. People like there's those a lot people of... shouldn't speak. <laughs> there's a lot of takes that'll be more like wide receiver twelve ish than wide receiver five ish. Oh my god! Like I wholly disagree. I don't get it. Dude, I think DeAndre Hopkins could be the number one receiver in fantasy this year. Like, you've got an offense that throws a shit ton and, like, one of the best players in the league at his position. Who's amazing at rolling out and has a receiver that's great at, you know. Who played with. (laughs) Yeah, like, he knows how to play with Deshaun Watson, yeah. (laughs) Oh, my. No, dude, I think this is, like, 
they instead of like trying to put kindling on the fire, they just found like pure uranium and just like <laughs> threw that in there. It's like they had a kid who just like comes with a gig of gas tank. He's like, look at this. <laughs> but, just throws it on. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah. yeah, like I love it. I think he's going to be great this year. Um, I think him and Watson both have great years just for the record. Yeah, I, I agree. Even I though they're separated, they're still going to be happy. <laughs> that SpongeBob um, meme where they're in the dream, he's like reaching yeah. over to Mr. Krabs and the other dream. <laughs> Not the same without you, but they're both gonna do great. You're gonna do great. <laughs> oh man, I love that one. But uh rest of the team. So Kenyon Drake scares me a little bit just because he fits the mold that always worries me of like guy that comes on late and gets <laughs> drafted highly next season. The difference is Kenyon Drake wasn't like he was getting taken like the fifth, sixth round. He was getting taken in drafts last year, seventh round, whatever sure. it was range. And so his situation changed a ton. But we've seen Kenny and Drake produce before, and like everyone, like the consensus was that Kenny and Drake is good. So it doesn't worry me as much. But he does kind of fit the like bust mold in a sense. My my only concern with Kenny and Drake is injury. I think if he doesn't get injured, then he's a rock star this year. You know, like. I, I literally think it's just the like late season come on and then getting drafted highly like that pattern always scares me. But I think Kenyon Drake is kind of different than a lot of those, you know, the Damian Williams type. Thing. Right. Like his situation is definitely different than Damian because when, when Drake Kenyon was Drake. in, yeah, when he was in Miami, we were here on the podcast every year going like this guy's really good and Adam Gase sucks. <laughs> yeah. So. And that hasn't changed for me. I still think he's really good, and I still think Adam Gase really sucks. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, I like that was the difference. And Damian Williams was with he was also with Miami, right? We were kind of like, well, this guy's yeah, just you know, whoever. It didn't it, the Adam Gase effect wasn't what was making him bad. He just he didn't have the same floor like as high as Drake does mm-hmm. naturally. Yeah, so like. I, it might just be like unnecessary worry. It probably is, but um, it's probably justified for. <laughs> but they do like Chase Edmonds a lot there. Like they've come out and said that. Uh-huh. Um, I like. I think he's definitely worth a fly, like a fly late one because we've we've seen him ball out in this offense before. Um, that last year, even like that game with David Johnson getting hurt, he killed it. Oh yeah, and I think he's one of those handcuffs you should target even if you're not taking the starter. Yeah, I think like Cliff came out and said they see him as more than a backup. Even I mean, mm-hmm. check. He's he was pretty good. Every time he played, man, when he wasn't hurt, was yeah was really good. Yeah, Cliff said he could be a starting running back in the NFL. Um, he's pretty much been said like he's like he's he's really high Chase Edmonds, which makes sense. Chase Edmonds is good. So, oh, uh, Jags just traded their safety <coughs> to the Browns. Which uh, one? Uh, Ronnie Harrison, ah. because uh, the Browns' safety that they drafted got hurt and is out for the season. It makes me sad. Grant Delpit is really fucking good. Yep. So that's a bummer there. But uh, but the uh, Jaguars, you know, purge continues. Mm-hmm. And before we move on from the Cardinals, um, they got Isaiah Simmons in the draft too. I don't know how the fuck he fell to that. <laughs> Isn't that nuts? That was I like can't a believe Carolina didn't take. Yeah, it. like that. That was a steal. That and CD Lamb were huge steals. Like oh he could, he could solve their tight end problems. 
I think he will. I think he's built to. Type. Yeah, I think that's one reason they got him. Yeah, and they've got, like you said, Buda Baker, Pat Pete, Byron Murphy. Like They've got more talent there than Chandler Jones as well. So, yeah, man. Like, this defense isn't may not be the entire turnstile this whole year. Like, <laughs> <laughs> It's like they only have eight out of the 11 positions, but six of those eight are, like, you know, A-plus players. Yeah, I'm really <laughs> excited to watch Isaiah Simmons play football. So, And um, I, I guess other receivers um, outside of Hopkins, any interest in, I guess, Christian Kirk. Mm-hmm. Where, where would you take him in trash? Let me see where he's going, I guess, but... Yeah, I'm not sure where he's getting taken. <coughs> Eighth. He is getting taken. Well, his average ADP is like 136. So that's like, well, it's literally shit. like 12 around. It's literally like close to the end of the draft. So like, literally, aside from Hopkins, like none of these receivers are getting taken. That kind of, that's kind of crazy. I mean, Christian Kirk was really good, and he seemed to have a good rapport yeah. uh, with Murray as well. He just got, he got hurt last year. Yeah, so these guys are going pretty, like, low. I think. Christian Kirk might be like the great value. I don't know. Like <laughs> one of these other receivers is going to be relevant. So like Christian Kirk makes a lot of sense. Have you heard the recent hype on Dan Arnold? Yes. I, he's been a preseason wonder, but I'm not, you know, on board. He, he's still not technically the starter. So I don't know how much I subscribe to that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like if he was doing that amazing, wouldn't you have, wouldn't he be the starter? Yeah, I don't think the tight end is going to be relevant in that offense regardless. So, <clears throat> but Christian Kirk, yeah. So I, I guess I'll kind of go into 10 teams. So like more like in a, in a 12 team, he's probably, you know, like 10th, 11th round, 12th round maybe even. But I think okay. that's a good pick for Christian Kirk. 10th round and later getting mm-hmm. probably wide receiver two in this offense. I'm on board. Yeah, man. I haven't really thought about it much at all this offseason. It's all been, you know, Hopkins, 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 Drake. So... It's like it's a duck, 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 goose. Hopping, 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 Drake. Drake. But last team of this division, we've got the Rams. You've got at a uh, Jeff Fisher esque eight and eight. I've got them slightly <laughs> above Jeff Fisher at nine and seven. Um, I, this... I just don't know what to think of this team. <laughs> no, me neither. Are, are they good? Are they bad? Like I have, I don't understand. I, <clears throat> I don't know how much different it'll be than last year. Like, right. I think they might just be, like, a little better than last year. Like, I think McVeigh is going to, like, adapt some. I think he's capable of that, so they might be improved. But, oh, man, it's I, – I don't know. Like, are they going to do end of last year or go back to trying to do a lot of three receiver? Like, because they've so got – So, has gone, right? Yeah. Gurley's so, gone. Mm-hmm. So, um. in, in enter scene, stage left, Cam Akers, because <laughs> Henderson Akers. is hurt right now. Which he may not even play a week one, so it's literally just it's Cam, it's Cam Akers. Like it's Cam he's Akers. the guy there. Um, yeah. So and they still have Jalen Rams. Like their defense is still good. They got Ashawn Robinson. They've from got a lot of talent. Lions, on which helps Aaron Donald out because he needs help. Mm-hmm. Uh, so any team like this is very specific for this for this season. Any team that has a bad interior line is going to get crushed. Mm-hmm. by the Rams defense. So like a team like the the Browns comes to mind where they have two great tackles but their interior line is pretty weak. Mm-hmm. That's bad news. Like if they played the Rams, I don't know yeah. if they do, but just in general. Huh. Nice size. Yeah. I like that. <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, offensively like they just kind of seem like they're missing something. Like like they don't have it. 
because you know got cup and they have woods but neither of them are really like i don't know like cups like his Wes welker <laughs> yeah I don't, I don't know what i, I don't know they're just but... i don't know like i'm just not excited about the team you do yeah and i think jared goff like kind of rebounds back a bit like i don't there's not a reason for him to like be meh like He's being taken so late that he mm-hmm. got taken with like the last pick in a mock draft I did of twelve teams. He was he was the last pick taken. That's crazy. Yeah, people are so down on Jared Goff. Like, I, I mean, like I literally I don't I don't know like how they're gonna try to run their offense this year. Like how back and forth is gonna go. Like so, one of the things I'd written in here was so since they had taken Henderson last year, drafted Acres this year, I assume they're gonna try to run a lot more gap plays running wise just because that's what those two are good at so i don't know in the passing game i'm coming down on my higby love son there's been a lot of Everett hype and also i think they might go more towards three receiver sets back from more two tight end stuff that they were doing last year mm-hmm. um at least to start because there there's been a lot of van jefferson hype actually lately like it sounds mm-hmm. like he's doing really well so like he and reynolds are competing for that third spot because i know we, we both like reynolds and he kind of profiles a lot as He's the only guy who profiles as, like, a true kind of, like, outside guy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Van's kind of more the same. But apparently they like Van Jefferson a lot. Um, so they've kind of got some options to resume through receiver set, maybe in a, in a different fashion. Maybe they don't want that type of guy, like, because they don't have very quick anymore. Like, and if if they don't give Reynolds much time, maybe that's maybe they don't want that. Maybe they might want the three guys who can all do similar stuff, like, because Woods can do more outside than, like, Cup can, obviously. Mm-hmm. So, th- all that to say, there's going to be less two tight ends, so more Higby and Everett splitting time, which brings me down on my Higby love. Because I yeah. think they're going to get back to the... It's literally, like, that's that's the hidden piece, is, like, what do you think they're going to do? And, like, I don't really know. Like, if they're going to do, you know, more, you know, two tight end or three receiver kind of thing, so... Well, like, thinking about the offense what I love that you brought up is um, trying to figure out like, what does the offense run through? Mm-hmm. Like, is it through the run game, through the pass game, you know, whenever you're evaluating a team and that's sort of like, what's confusing about the Rams right now is, well, they don't really have girly, but they were definitely, you know, running the offense through girly. So that, does that mean Garrett, Jared Goff has to step up? I actually think it's more likely that they slide acres in and acres gets a ton of work this year. He should like, I don't see any reason he doesn't. Is this a year where like they lose a decent amount of games, but Goff ends up with really good stats because in garbage time he's just like hitting some bombs <laughs> to save the score a bit? I don't know, like, because <laughs> I don't, I don't think they're a bad team. Is the thing? Yeah, but they're not. But like, I also don't know if they're good. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally like Jeff Fisher record, but not Jeff Fisher journey. You know. <laughs> And that's all that matters. Who's their offensive line right now? I want to see that. So it's that, not that's worth. that's my biggest concern. Like when they were really good, their offensive line was elite, but the offensive line has gotten significantly worse. Yes, and like that was the big issue. It wasn't like all just personality. There was like some performance too. Like it was both. Like even without changing a ton, they just were way worse. I mean, they have Leonard Floyd. Forgot about that. But, I mean, yeah, their defense is still amazing. So, like, I don't think they ever get, like, blown out. It's literally just a matter of, like, are they good enough to win? We just, like, win. Which I know is, is dumb to say, but, like, 
when, like in these like close games, are they gonna be able to like work it out? Do they have the personnel that's good enough to do it? Like they're, I think the Rams are gonna be in so many one score games this year. Yeah, yeah, no, that that checks out. <laughs> I, yeah, they're not, I don't think I don't like see them getting blown out, mm-hmm, but by most teams, their division is as we've said really tough though, real tough. Yeah, I, uh, I'm I'm cool reaching on Cam Cam Akers. I'm cool reaching on him in drafts. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I'll end up with Copper Woods. Like, I don't really want them. It's not that I dislike them. I just don't like love them, you know. And like Woods always outperforms his ADP, which is kind of funny. Like he's like, because <laughs> it's not like a sexy pick. The the cup. See, I feel better. I would take Woods over Cup for sure. The worry with Cup is that if they do do their two receiver <laughs> sets from last year, that Cup was in less. It negatively impacted him a lot once he started coming on. Mm. So, I I just yeah you no know, you have that little nagging voice in your head just kind of like eh. you know that's how, that's how I kind yeah of feel it's just about like it. not like you know it doesn't make me feel warm fuzzy happy so. it's not inspired no <laughs> but um because so hearing some of the Van Jefferson hype kind of brings me down a little bit on the Reynolds love but like watch the third receiver spot like figure out who it's gonna be because there's gonna be value there I think I uh, yeah I don't know enough about Jefferson at the moment I I mean right now I'm I do like Josh Reynolds to. I'm, I'm hoping it's him that steps up because mm-hmm. we've been, you know, rooting for him for yeah, he's, a couple he's years perf- now. He's performed in game time, too, is the thing, too. Like, we don't have any, you know, idea what how Van Jefferson is going to do in a real-life NFL game. So He's behind Cup on their depth chart, which is interesting. Yeah, I mean, which I guess makes sense that they just, like, kind of put him there because of the player he is. <laughs> so Because he has a bit of a strain, Cup, that's why. <laughs> yep, there, it's already starting but the sound that sounds only like a cop strain. <laughs> <laughs> but so in the east with them boys as they are called. Um <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I hate it too. Like we them boys anyway. So Cowboys, we both got them ten and six. Um I think they're a team that's gonna be like better than the record, but they've got a really tough schedule. Um this whole division does. Because they have to play the AFC North and the um, the NFC West, they they like those are the divisions they get dispersed out with. So it makes it their division. Uh, yeah, the, what was their point differential last year? Plus one hundred and like thirteen, and they were eight and eight. Yeah, it was. Let me check. It was the Jason Garrett effect. They were yeah plus one thirteen and eight and eight. Meanwhile, the eight. Eagles at plus thirty one were nine and seven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, so I am just like, I can't believe people don't think this team is going to take a step forward because if you ask me, Mike McCarthy is going to fix a lot of the coaching problems they had with Jason Garrett, who I think was the obvious problem with the team. Mm -hmm. Because when you have a roster that talented and you are just underperforming that badly, it's on your coach. Yeah. Like that, we are, I think we're going to see them win the division this year like soundly um mike mccarthy i mean i the other thing i can't believe is the amount of hate mike mccarthy gets like oh he wasn't really good it was all aaron Rodgers. like dude he won a super bowl shut up (laughs) it is very hard to win a super bowl yeah you can't you can't win a super bowl as a bad coach it's right i mean come on like aaron Rodgers is amazing but (laughs) he he was winning the division like every year yeah like he's he's a good coach that 
Yeah, he's gonna think he's great. He's he's definitely better than Jason Garrett is as a head coach. Yeah, no, I think that's like completely like there's no there's no comparison. He is definitely a better coach than Jason Garrett. Yeah, and then there was all like obviously the issue. There was definitely friction between him and Rogers at some point. I don't think there's gonna be friction between him and Dak. Really, I don't see that. Um, Dak doesn't seem like that. He doesn't seem at all like Rogers. <laughs> like, no, actually, he seems like way more mature. <laughs> <laughs> He's like twelve years younger. No, yeah, no, Dak <laughs> does seem super mature. I think that that is worth bringing up, just as a you know not super duper high pick who has been doing nothing but balling out for his whole career pretty much like right and he's not really I mean, he had five thousand yards last year mm-hmm. and he's playing on his franchise tag this year so he's again still playing to get a deal still playing to get a deal he's got amari cooper michael gallup cd lamb oh and zeke i can't believe lamb every time I'm like how did he get there how did they get lamb it's disgusting this offense is going to be unbelievable mm-hmm um yeah. great all line um we Fr- travis frederick did retire that obviously hurts yeah. him but the line is still super good yep and he's their center he was great for them there i know efficiency as a team went down whenever he wasn't in but this is something they've known about they've had all off season to prepare and you know they haven't had as much time as a unit to get together but the rest of the line is still outstanding so yeah the- i'm not too concerned yeah, in terms of, like, cohesion, losing the center, like, replacing him is one of the biggest knocks on that. But talent-wise, this is still definitely a top 10 offensive line, without a doubt. Oh, definitely. Top five. Yeah, yeah definitely <laughs> fighting for top five. And they're, they're really good, so. Which, um, I, I mean, I, I yeah. guess if we're listing out lines, like, what, we got Indy, mm-hmm. what, Raiders. Raiders line is amazing. Steelers yeah. line is really good. Uh, Saints line is really yeah, good there's five right there <laughs> right they like like doubt like they're in the top tier who like i mean i guess the top tier are probably like what indy raiders new orleans baltimore philly kansas city pittsburgh dallas maybe tennessee maybe i mean they lost conklin too that's true yeah they're they're kind of like the like line there mm-hmm. but that the, i think that top eight seems right so anyway um kind of like a list of like rankings i was looking at to kind of go through it mentally um but yeah no this team could legitimately have three thousand yard receivers and that doesn't seem like a stretch because lamb is amazing michael gallup's really good mark cooper's you know really fucking good like zeke yeah they've got zeke as well who should get a lot of touchdown opportunities this year too because this offense is going to be presumably nuts so and like within five yards to the goal line, like a lot of times. Yeah, like they're. That's a big thing for running backs is like being on a good team, being on a good offense, and like luckily Zeke's had that recently too. But this year especially, the like he should get a lot of like sub ten yard touchdowns. Mm-hmm. So and and the reports on Lamb have been yep. really really. <laughs> yeah, everything I've heard about him and Judy have been like, yeah, these two guys are just really nuts, huh? Um, <laughs> so. And then Zeke's also gonna get a lot of light boxes with because of these receivers. So yeah, like you can't so, you, you can't put all those guys one on one and not give any like safety help. <laughs> like it just you just can't. So 
say like their secondary again is still kind of a weak point mm-hmm. um but their front and their linebackers are really good um and they're like their secondary is not bad it's just not great mm-hmm. it's better than a, a, many of the other teams where i've said they're a pass funnel like they're not yeah because they uh, lost byron jones right that was right. the big thing yeah because he's on the dolphins now yeah but yeah, I mean the secondary is it's very like average. It's just not mm. great. It's a weak point against teams that are great at passing, but it's not like attackable by lesser offenses. Yeah, and then one of the big hits they had was they were going to bring in Jerome McCoy, and he's gone for the year. Yeah, that yeah. They so specifically had a clause in his contract for a quad tear where they could release him, and that's exactly what happened. Hmm. Wow. Yep. <laughs> It's crazy. <laughs> um, but so yeah, the defense isn't like I guess they say it's average. Like, like a little bit. I don't know. It's just a very like it's a defense like strong run game, average secondary. So I this offense will get to show its uh show its stuff. I don't know. Like, I was gonna say like colors, but I don't know if that's even right. Like, I, 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 yeah, they're 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 gonna get the show off. So. No, yeah, I show your true colors, you know. Like, they weren't able to do that because their head coach was a clapper, and now they've got uh, a head coach instead. <laughs> a clapper? <laughs> like, so, you know, like, back when, like, like flappers were, then it sounds like the, like, male kind of version of that, calling him a clapper. A clapper. <laughs> um, a clapper. So, um, yeah, I can't wait to see the Giants offense with Jason Garrett. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> As the OC, which... I'm trying to remember, like, what he, like, where was he previously as an OC? Because I thought, I thought he would, like, was he the Cowboys OC before he was the head coach? I thought, I thought he had been with Dallas for, like, 37 years or something, just straight, yeah. because he was, he played for them, he became an assistant OC and then head coach, and then now he's gone. Let's see, I'm trying to find his, like, coaching record here. Because, yeah, he's not a bad offensive coordinator per se what like, was up with zeke last year man yeah so like his <laughs> his his few years as offensive coordinator the offense is pretty solid although i don't know how much of that was romo and how much was him um but yeah some of their decisions as his head coach and his offensive coordinator have been rough obviously Kellen moore is there so he's I, also just made some bad coaching decisions no, yeah. like his during head, the game his head coaching is horrid yes <laughs> right <laughs> like Clock management yeah. and all those important things going for two or not. Yeah, <laughs> like can't, like the random times to kick field goals. Like he's he's covered uh, spreads for so many uh, betters with those kicks. Mm. So next up, we've got the Eagles. Who you've got at nine and seven? I've got him. Okay, I've got him at six and ten. Just going through game by game. Um, I may give. Them, I don't know though. Like. They've got a really tough schedule, and like I don't think they're as good as Dallas is, and um, because like unless because I have them losing at Washington against the Rams, which maybe they could beat the Rams. That might be one to give them like at San Fran, at Pitt, Baltimore. Um, I've got Dallas beating them both times. They could split with Dallas, but it's still just eight and eight. And I've they got, usually do split with Dallas. Yeah. I usually give them one. Yeah, like I'm going to Cleveland and Green Bay and losing losing to New Orleans, and then obviously at Dallas. So like. But the best I could have them is eight and eight, because like, I mean, like they could schedule. beat the Cardinals. Like, I, I assume you have them, you know, splitting with Dallas, and then right, 
the other what the other one I mentioned. Do, do you have them beating um, the Rams? Let's see. I'm gonna pull up their schedule because yeah, really I have them beating the Cardinals. So like I was kind of wondering because I, I the Dallas split makes the most sense. I figured you might have them beating Washington twice, but um, I do have them beating Washington twice. Okay, so that and then the Dallas games. So that's two of them. Who's the third that you have them beating? That I don't because I, I do have them beating the Cardinals. Is it do them beating like Cleveland or the Rams or? Oh, I, well, yeah, I have them beating Cleveland. Gotcha. Even though it's in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, like, it's tough. There's a, there's going to be a lot of close ones, and that this could go, you know, several different ways, you know, up to the night. Seven. You've got them at, like, the ones that are close, you gave them, and I didn't. Their O-line's really good. That makes it hard to bet against them. But right. they're already getting decimated. <laughs> That's the offense. Like, Jalen Ragor's already hurt to start the year. Deshaun Jackson is back, but I don't know how I feel about him just in general, like being hundred percent. Yeah, and then Alshon Jeffrey is did, did they already put him on the pup? I don't know. He's not back right away. Like I feel like he's not playing this year. I don't know. I I, I don't think so either. Like if I had to take a gamble, I would say he's probably not playing this season. Mm-hmm. Which leaves their wide receiver core really decimated. Um, yeah. which sucks. Like my it's... my only reason I have them above five hundred is because I believe in I think Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz is a great head coach quarterback duo and one of the best out there. Yeah, they they pretty much went nine and seven with the same shit last year. So right, um, um, they did get Darius Slay that helps out the secondary a ton because it was so bad, uh, but it's still not great. Like they still it's don't have a great defense. <laughs> It's less, it's less offensive, this defense. Yes. <laughs> but um, I've mentioned this a lot of times, and I will continue to say it every time someone goes down, Ertz is getting disrespected a lot. <laughs> like, everyone's like, he only gets targets when everyone's hurt, but everyone's hurt already. So, like, everyone. he is the number one target. Like, I don't think there's any argument there. Like, he should get tons of targets. Um, I like they should run a lot of two tight end sets because Goddard's also really good and could start for a lot of teams. Like he'll be a valuable tight end as well, I think. Um, and then I like Boston Scott and PPR a lot because like I said, if all the receivers hurt, they probably will run a lot of two tight end, probably maybe some two running back, but get him in on passing downs, use his receiving ability. So mm-hmm. I like him a lot as basically what, like basically the new James White, maybe I don't have to call him. I don't want to call him the new Sproles, but like, in in that vein of guys, yeah, Bilal Powell, <laughs> Powell, because he did have that one not so fantasy game last year, which was fun and hilarious mm. for all of us. But <laughs> right, we knew it was coming. <laughs> yeah, and then um, so where are you at on Miles Sanders? So I was pretty high on Sanders as a rookie. He you, Miles, I, I'm a little, I'm a, I mean, I he was behind Barkley, you know. Yeah. Penn State like there there was some weight to that for me but he's injured right now he's questionable I don't I mean that's never really exciting you know like inspiring when mm-hmm. they're starting the year off with an injury on a team that's already like n- hurting and needs people I mean I like Boston Scott yeah. well, <laughs> if it's I'm not- keeping Miles Sanders like for a late pick I'm keeping him and I'm, I'm not really drafting him I think he's going too high yeah, like, I think the turn makes sense for him. Some people are taking him, like, mid-first, even. We kind, of, we kind of talked about our tiers and stuff of running backs a little bit. I'm trying to think where, like, would put him. 
Because, like, I think I'd take him over Kenny and Drake. I obviously would take Chubb and Jacobs over him. I would take... <laughs> he and Mixon are almost the same guy for me. Oh, I would take Mixon over him. Yeah, the new contract, I guess, helps, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's definitely before, like, the tier of, like, you know, Carson, Gordon, all that for sure. I guess it just matters, like, if yes. how much, like, his lower body, whatever, worries you. I'm not too worried about it, but Doug Peterson likes to split up the work, so. Yep. Yeah, he likes to use a bit of a committee there. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of been his MO, so. Yeah, no, I'm high on Boston Scott. Yeah, we, we, we both kind of stand Boston Scott some, so it tracks. <laughs> um, but next up, we've got the Washington football team, or otherwise otherwise known as Scrunchington. Um, you've got them at six to ten. I've got them at seven and nine. Oh. I think I think they, they, their defense is built pretty well for twenty twenty, and I think their young guys, all these like Haskins, um, McLaurin, and like Bryce Love, maybe even um, will step forward on offense. Um, so they're gonna really give the division some shit, and are gonna like teams that have battle lines are just gonna have a lot of trouble dealing with this team. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, they have, I think they have the scariest front seven of any of the teams we've mentioned, which has been at least three or four now at this point of like really loaded front seven, a little bit worse in the secondary, but theirs is disgusting. I, it is one of the best and they're, I think they're a super dangerous team to bet against. Like this is not a team I want to pop money on to lose a game, especially if it's at home. The other team has a suspect O line. Like, this is my, I like, I'm not touching that. No, yeah. All their over-unders are going to be so gross and low. Ugh. Ugh. Squanchington. <laughs> but, yeah, like, I mean. That, 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 like, sound of words is accurate for how their games are <laughs> right. going to go, too. Squanch. Ryan Kerrigan, Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, and Chase Young is their front four. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't think people are, like know or realize like how fucking good chase young is Dumontez sweat is a backup and he was good last year he's a <laughs> like, second stringer this is yeah this is a bonkers defensive line the only the issue is on the other side the offensive line is pretty eh. yeah so they still have, their right side is solid they still have brandon sheriff morgan moses um but no trent williams center is unknown they, like their line is like half good and half completely unknown and their yeah. offensive weapons are complete unknowns other than Terry McLaurin um it's like Steven Sims and who I texted you about last year and I was yeah, like he this looked guy good. Re- remember I was like this guy's really fast oh my <laughs> god he's beating the patriots by himself yeah yeah oh that was right that was the game cuz didn't he um was he like returning punting kicks too I'm trying to remember yep yeah yep, he was doing special teams too yeah, so. But I think we both like Dwayne Haskins to take a step forward. We were totally down on him last year because this was his rookie year. We didn't yeah. expect anything and from him last we didn't, year. I didn't, not, we, neither of us thought he was like ready right away. And like near the mm-hmm. end of the year, he got some easier matchups, kind of put some stuff together. Like, we saw more of what we wanted to see, like that kind of he flashed at LSU. Right. So, I'm curious. Yeah, he, how, th- he would, yeah, he, he, would, he would throw 50 times a game at OSU. Yeah. Like, so he's capable of airing out. It just, the NFL's a whole other, you know, thing. So, yeah. I, I'm curious how they're going to use Antonio Gibson, like how much passing work he'll get, how much running work he'll get. Um, 
apparently Adrian Peterson is the you know guy right now. They're already yep. one to start, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. He's the incumbent. It's Adrian Peterson. He is nearing the Frank Gore levels of just being there forever. Um, <laughs> Can't stop. Uh-huh, He's but, still good. Yeah, but behind him, like I, I guess Antonio Gibson is technically behind him, and I don't know how they're gonna line him up. If they're gonna be like, "Hey, go in the slot," because like, got no one else. Um, right. And then obviously our guy Bryce Love, who we both like a lot, super talented, just has dealt with injury. Um, so yeah, guys being a shitty human being opened that door up. Uh, yep, and he gone. Yep. So. Bryce Love is still one I'm taking shot of late in drafts. Terry McLaurin, I think, is going to get a lot of targets. Um, some games that there may not be many because just the way the team is going to play. Um, Logan Thomas is apparently the tight end one there. Who I, It's kind of funny, converted quarterback to tight end. Um, <laughs> I don't know if it has, it's going to have any value, but like, there's not many people to catch the ball there. So like he could be kind of a waiver wire because no, like he's not going to get drafted. It's going to be someone to keep on waiver wire speed <clears throat> dial as they say mm-hmm. but this team's defense is going to keep them in most games exactly so yeah i mean i think they will win a significant amount of games six seven wins like ron Vera's a good coach mm-hmm. i like ron Vera. uh dwayne haskins i've said it before I, like he's kind of like my roethlisberger comp like i think they're kind of similar quarterbacks in a lot of ways like they can sling it five thousand yard season big presence not particularly great at running (laughs) (laughs) and like moving up and down the figure but field but they can move around the pocket they have enough like quick shiftiness sort of that short twitch like reaction in the pocket to be mobile enough to move they just can't they're not a running threat so to speak i think dwayne haskins if you put him on the box would have like 4600 yards this year you know, yes, I agree. He needs he needs a big bodied wide receiver on his team. He needs somebody. He needs another guy besides Terry McLaurin. Yeah, they've got they've got they don't have him set up for success yet. Like they just right. don't. So they're going to be not good again. I think they did kind of officially announce him as the starter. Finally, they so. did. They said that they didn't just say that. They said that it's like it's pretty much like the other two aren't really close to what he's at right mm-hmm. now. Which you know, like. Alex Smith almost died, and then Kyle yeah. Allen. Kyle Allen. So <laughs> Kyle like, Allen. Yeah, I don't know. It's almost like a surprise, but <laughs> the bar's yeah, no, the bar's not exactly high, but you know, we uh, we like him to take a step forward, even with less pieces there than you would like. Mm-hmm. And then, um, oh, I have a notification from like an hour ago. Apparently, Rogers himself specifically pointed out Marquez Valdez Scantling for having a great training camp. So. <laughs> I forgot about him. I'm gonna be honest. MVS. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, moving on to the last team in the division, who we both have finishing the last. You've got them at five and eleven. I've got three and thirteen for the <laughs> New York Football Giants. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. I don't. I don't feel great about like the offensive like change for Daniel Jones's outlook. We obviously have talked a lot about how he got quote unquote like you know lucky on the turnover front last year. Um, they've got Saquon Barkley and then Evan Ingram, who, if he stays healthy, is really good. But there's the receiving talent is very lackluster. Like, or at least not. I mean, okay, they've got Golden Tate. I mean, he's good. But after that, I mean, they've got, like, Darius Slayton, who, you know, has flash, but is not proven at all. Like, their receiving core is nothing to write home about, is kind of my point. 
on paper, their roster looks solid. It's just not, we just know it's not going to be as good in reality as it is on paper. Yeah, I just, the defense isn't good. Like, like they, so defensively, it's not terrible. I mean, they drafted Dexter Lawrence. They traded for Leonard Williams for some reason. Um, they did get Blake Martinez, who was the Packers' best linebacker. So they did, you know, they replaced Alec Ogletree with Blake Martinez. It's not necessarily to me an upgrade or a downgrade. Um, Jabril Peppers, they did get James Bradbury. They did sign him to play cornerback. So they have a cornerback now. But, you know, they they still have holes on the team. They still have, they're still weak in the secondary, I think, ultimately. Um, I don't think they're going to get a ton of pass pressure. Like, they're going to get some, but it's not going to be great. It's just it's just like a below-average defense. The offensive line is revamped, but entirely new and really young. Yeah, that's why, that's one of my biggest worries. So, like, so since Soldier opted out, um, they're, they're most likely going to have rookies starting at both tackle spots. Yep. It's like, well, Hernandez has looked, looked pretty good to start, but... um. Yeah, Andrew Thomas and Matt Pert. Pert. It's a Pert. Great, it's a, that's a, such an offensive lineman name. Pert. Matt Pert. Oh, yeah. Matt <laughs> so, Pert. Um, yeah, the offensive line is going to struggle a lot to start. I, like, I don't feel good about them at all, at least early on. No, yeah, no. First eight games of the year, I think it's going to be bad. Yeah, they, but they're young, and they're going, they're going to develop cohesion over time rebuilding right so you know hopefully next year is when they're good but i'm not super optimistic for this year no me neither and like it's there's gonna be a lot of you know how does daniel jones go his sophomore year like is he gonna take a step forward or sophomore slump and not even necessarily as an indictment on him i lean more sophomore slump me too team and like we talked about like turnover luck Um, yep that's like, the big thing. Unless he got a lot better about his fumbling issues, I'm highly <laughs> concerned with this O line about how it's gonna go. So um fantasy wise, you obviously know Saquon Barkley is pretty good. Although I think we both <laughs> expressed concern about just the team quality in general, how it is for Saquon's fantasy value. And like if we would take Zeke over him, which I think we are both maybe in that boat. I don't know. I would take Zeke because I like the offense just that much more. Yeah, that's that's like the biggest thing yeah. is the quality of the team is so much better, and I don't think the talent gap is enough to be like, yeah, like maybe it's. I could see PBR being going Barkley just because he's gonna get a lot of volume and probably get like a lot more, a fair amount more catches than Zeke, just based on the, the teams and how they're gonna be playing. But I, yeah, it's I would probably lean Zeke most of the time. But aside from him, um. With Evan Ingram, it just doesn't feel good. Like I'd rather take other people at the spot he's going, and then I I do like Slayton, um, one as a talent and how he messed with Daniel Jones, and two at his draft spot. I think just taking him and like praying for some long bombs. He I like I would not be surprised at all if he emerged as a team's number one. No, not at all. I mean Sterling Shepard has just not. Yeah, like he's one. I, I I knew I was forgetting someone when I was listening to here. Like who am I forgetting? But um, he's good, but he's he's a slot guy. That's where he kind of belongs, I think. He's, he's definitely best there, but also Golden Tate's there, so it's kind of tough. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, Charlene Shepard has been a lot better from the slot than outside. 
Um, I can I can look up and try to find a stat for it, but that's just my recollection on it. But I think okay. Slayton can easily be the number one outside guy. He seemed to have the most chemistry. Yeah, no, they they meshed really well. That's what made me feel like good about this. So yeah, yep. So that I mean, hopefully nothing changes between now and after draft. We have to record an emergency <laughs> addendum like we did. But um, <laughs> yep, that wraps up the NFC for us. So thank you all for tuning in. And I guess our next one will be a week one preview. Oh boy, week one preview. Oh my god, we're almost there. I can't wait. Um. But in the meantime, you'll all have to wait for our return. So thank you for joining us. Thank you.